together here on a Sunday night. Sure, glad you could tune in tonight. And man, what a beautiful day it is outside. Uh, Another nice, clear blue sky. And uh, you can tell Saturday night has gone on by. The showers are out of the way. And uh, it's beautiful weather. Are you going to be all right over there? I'm dying. I think so. Man, oh man, you're sneezing and carrying on and uh, backfiring through the carburetor. It's not COVID. No. Well, that's a good sign. Hopefully it's not COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And have we got a lineup for everybody tonight, Junior? We got lots of short track to talk about. We do, we do. We had a good weekend. Um, lots of uh, lots of great racing over the course of the weekend, wasn't there? There yeah. was, uh, you know, I got a chance to, uh, you know, on Friday night, uh, tune in for a little bit of truck action from over at Gateway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, they had, uh, uh, you know, reminiscence of, I guess, 2009, uh, when the, uh, the lights went out. <laughs> so the back straightaway lights at Gateway are all fired by a big generator. And, uh, apparently they had a big fire in Ooh. the, uh, in the electrical box and, um, a tough deal. So going down the back straightaway, the, uh, the lights went dark at Gateway, uh, well, at Gateway Speedway, but now, um, Worldwide Technologies Raceway. Um, so that was, uh, an interesting little tidbit, uh, <laughs> to lead into the weekend. Um, it was, uh, then on Saturday, uh, a tremendous amount of great racing, uh, you know, took part over at Sobel Speedway, uh, for the, uh, for the weekend and got a chance to, uh, do some late model racing, got a chance to do some Oscar hot rod racing and, and then, uh, some Oscar modified racing. It was, so, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I spotted for basically the entire show over there. <laughs> you got, you got up into the spotter stand there you stayed for the rest of the night it was funny um you know donald lunn um he's he's been around Sobel speedway and really everywhere but uh he was doing the same thing he had was he uh yeah he spotting had spotting for three divisions yeah so he was spotting for tom gibbons uh he spotted for tj edwards and then as well for doug wilson uh so he had three radios i had three radios and and uh we just hung out for the whole the whole night basically yeah. uh up in the spotter stand it was uh it was a lot of fun there was a lot of good racing Good deal. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. A, a real exciting lineup here. Uh, out, we're going to start out on Canada's East Coast. It is the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour this year. And how about this? Craig Sloan White. Uh, bridesmaid a bunch of times, right? Wasn't winning race. I hadn't won since, I don't know, 2015. Uh, yeah, And all of a sudden, Craig Sloan White. Boom. Wins uh, two weeks ago. Boom. Goes back to victory lane again Saturday night under the lights at Riverside International Speedway. The 99. Craig Slonwhite going to join us right off the hop here tonight. We'll also talk to Jake Sheridan, driver the number 52 in the APC series. 
How about this? Jake Sheridan goes out and gets his first APC win. We'll talk to Jake about that. A familiar name in victory lane for the twin 75s of my dad at Sobble Speedway. Jake wins the first 75, the next 75 on the racetrack. A familiar name to victory lane and multi-champion Brandon Watson goes to victory lane. We're going to catch up with Brandon on the show tonight. And uh, also keeping with the theme of Sobble, uh, the Modifieds were there, the Oscar Modifieds. Andy Camrath has just been a machine behind the wheel of his number 89 Modified. Andy Camrath going to join the show. He went to Victory Lane. Tyler Hahn went to Victory Lane in his hot rod, his number two car. And out on Canada's West Coast, Trevor Siebert topped Andrew Ranger in one of them. Ranger got him in the other one. So I guess they're one for one, those two guys. Yeah, definitely. It uh, sounds like it was a great weekend. Texted back and forth with uh, with Ranger a little bit. Finally uh, got the monkey off his back and, and uh, got into victory lane. Um, you know, he went to victory lane earlier in the year at Area 27 there. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, been a couple of NASCAR Pinty's races in between uh, without the results that he wanted. But uh, got back to victory lane uh, out there and, and uh, he said it was a great, great Great event over at Penticton. I don't know if we're going to have Trevor on or not. I don't believe I got a response from Trevor. Good part is we got a cell phone number, so we're going to give him a whirl in hour number two anyway. Uh, maybe a surprise phone call. Uh, we're going to catch up with him. But what do you say we get to the hotline, Junior, and let's welcome in. How about that 99 uh, from out on Canada's East Coast out there in the Maritimes? Uh, Craig Slonwhite goes back-to-back. In the Pro Stock Tour, uh, he's got to be a real happy dude, and we got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Winner? What's <laughs> Good job, I might add. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Craig, you you, you did it. Uh, you've always been fast at Riverside, uh, and look at this. Uh, that new car is treating you well. Everything's starting to come up, 99. Oh, it's, uh, it, we're, we're living a high right now, to be honest. I mean... It's uh, it's pretty crazy. First time, first time back to victory lane in five years was last weekend, and then first time back to or to go back to back wins, and then to, to win at Riverside. It's it's eluded me since 2008, my rookie season on the tour. So it was nice to get nice to get a couple monkeys off my back, to be honest. Now, Craig, I gotta stand up and say, hey, I think I called this shot. Uh, once you get back to victory lane, they're gonna come in bunches. And sure enough, here you are coming in bunches now. You get uh, uh, the win at Scotia Speed World. That was a 150. Now, this here, uh, I want to say it was twin 75s, but it wasn't really twin 75s now, was it? It was a 150 with a break in the middle and a spin of a wheel. Yeah, that was weird. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I think they just wanted to add some excitement to the event. Um and did it add excitement? I don't think because everybody saved the first half because they, they nobody knew what what the invert was going to be. It was either going to be five, I think it was five ten, it was zero five or ten was the invert. Right. And uh, everybody was kind of just it was almost annoyingly slow, uh, just because nobody wanted to be in the lead just in case there was the invert was ten and they were going to the back. And I mean I done it myself, kind of hung around that fifth spot knowing that if it was any kind of invert, I'd probably be 
somewhere I'd, I'd be safe and, and sure enough the invert was in and I ended up restarting I think sixth or something like that at the at the halfway break lap 70 77 or 75 and mm. it, it was weird I mean do I think there should be a spinning wheel and an invert and a points race no but it it, it uh, capitalized I guess I still got to the front and, and won the race so it's uh Going into it, I wasn't a fan. I mean, am, am I still a, am I a fan of it? No, uh, but the weekend was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, somebody can can you know, I, somebody can dislike a racetrack or dislike a car that they're racing or dislike a rule format. But if you end up at victory lane, everything irons out in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All that stuff goes away for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Craig, yeah, as long as you hold the checker flag, it's all good. Yeah, cash the big check and everything, right? It's yeah. uh, Craig. You know, we had you leading into the season, and of course, you know, it was it was pretty big news that uh, that you guys picked up a new car and kind of a new affiliation uh, with uh, with Andrew Hicken and and with the the guys over at uh, at King Racing and and uh, you know jumping into a a very sporty race car that picked up a bunch of checkered flags in twenty twenty. Uh, of course, the Jonathan Hicken ride. Um, it, you had a lot of a lot of enthusiasm, but it was guarded enthusiasm. Um, you know, leading into the season. Um, you know, I think back to our interview. Um, I guess it was in early March, right? March or, or yeah, April, somewhere yeah. around. There, um, yeah. And uh, you know, I think back to that interview, and you, you had enthusiasm, and you were obviously excited to jump into a car that was, you know, sporty and and you know, with all the bells and whistles, and and it was it was new, and it was it was you know, you could se- you could sense a, a little bit of adventure heading into the season. Um, is it living up to that level of enthusiasm, obviously winning a couple of races, you know, having the performance that you've had out of the gate so far, is it, is it living up to, or is it exceeding your expectations? Oh man, it's, it's exceeding. It really is. I mean, listen, the, the excitement of having a new car or new to us car and being affiliated with Andrew and Corey and Jonathan and Rolly at King, it was, you know, Stressful, I guess you could say, at the very first because you know the car can get it done. Jonathan's a wheel man. Um, he's taken it to victory lane. And myself, having not won a race in a long time, um, you kind of put pressure on yourself, right? Like, can I still get it done? Even though the car can get it done, can I get it done? And going into the year, I think we were, we were all excited. Um, we tested it, tested a couple tracks, and, and I mean... It just, it was, it tested phenomenal. But again, until you get to the racetrack and get in a show, you don't know what it's going to do. And I mean, right out of the gate, we were three seconds in a row, um, a third, and then last Saturday with the double weekend, a second again. And I'll tell you, after Saturday night, I, it was, it was, yeah, all fine and dandy. I've been on the podium every race, but second, 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 third, second. <laughs> It got on my nerves. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Saturday night, I kind of just said to myself, like, listen, man, you, you got to just got to make this happen. You got to make it happen. You got to make it happen tomorrow. Get up on the wheel. Um, really concentrate on, on practice and, and what the car needs. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm coming from cars that we're throwing every everything at it but the kitchen sink before a heat race and then we're throwing everything at it but the kitchen sink before the feature and you really just don't know what you have going into the race and 
as far as fine tuning, I it was so hard to actually fine tune because you weren't good from the get go. Yeah. So right now, I feel I felt like I were we were definitely were good everywhere, and now it's just up to me to get better. For and sure. I felt that after last weekend, I really tried to concentrate on on what the car was doing, what I would like it to do. We made some adjustments. We went into Sunday, um, and it just drove phenomenal. Uh, got the win, and that right there just took the confidence level above and beyond. And we rode a high all week. Um, everybody was psyched going into this weekend. Um, you know, and when I mean everybody, I mean everybody. Um, the people that have reached out to me over the last week, you know, people that I haven't heard from for years, like, man, congratulations, back to Victory Lane, it's a big deal, and it is a big deal. Um, so going into this weekend, we just, just yeah, we just kept on the high, and we paced, uh, paced pretty well in practice and, and fine-tuned a couple small adjustments during the day. Um Bided my time in the first 75 and drove away in the second 75. So it was, it was just, I mean, we're riding such a high right now. It isn't even funny. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? It's, yeah, uh, it is it, it's super, super energizing for sure. Yeah, I, you know, for I think everybody, for everybody that's involved with me, it's, it's energizing. I think of a scenario here, and uh, just to kind of elaborate on on where where you were going, you know, uh, with the car previous that you had over the last, you know, let's say five seasons, um, and then and then jumping into this car, I think of a guy like Clint Boyer, right? So Clint Boyer was at the top of his game with the five hour energy deal with Michael Waltrip Racing, um, and and of course MWR went away. And uh, in order to maintain in the sport and, and, you know, just the way that the cards fell, he ended up with Harry Scott Motorsports with the five-hour energy deal. You know what? I and, just about forgot about so, that. So he <laughs> jumps in with Harry Scott for one year. And, you know, another another example of that is is Casey Kane. He was at the top of his game with with yeah. Dodge. And, and you know, then, you know, he had one stopover with Red Bull. And Red Bull was a you know, really a garbage team uh, compared to the rest of the field. Um, yeah. or, or, you know, they struggled week in and week out. Uh, but both those deals, um, you know, they, they struggled for the entire season. Then the next year they jumped into Casey Kane, of course, jumped into a Hendrick car. And, and you know, Boyer jumped into a Stuart Haas car. Um, yeah. it, how much, how many bad habits or how many, how many, you know, bad traits do you gain driving a car that is, you know, a little bit, you know, lesser in the performance category, then jumping into a, a, you know, a bullet, if you will, or, or a, a car that is top of the game or top of the heap te- technology wise, how many bad habits did you have to overcome at the beginning of the year? Obviously you were, you were on the podium and, and you, 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 you know, you felt like you needed to step up your game, uh, in order to get to victory lane, but how, how many bad habits did you have to overcome Craig in order to, to get into that hump? Uh, you know, the the biggest bad habit, I guess, that I had to, to do away with was I explained it to every, everybody that I everybody that I talked to about it. I felt like my whole racing career, I've had to drive 150% every lap to keep up, you know, to to stay to stay in position or to gain a couple spots, like overwheel the race car that I was in to to you know gain anything on the track and and pull off a win here and there and and you know. Coming on the last couple of years, I, I really had to, to overdrive the equipment that I was in to, to keep up and and hope 
hope that you know you don't wish you don't wish ill on anybody, but you you kind of have needed to bank on somebody that was faster to fall out of the race to get in that top three, and it was just it, I had to overdrive it. I was 150 percent every lap to overdrive a car, and right at the very first of the year when we started testing. Uh, I guess Andrew humbled me probably a decent amount with you know you got to you got to back this thing up a bit you you you, you kind of I see that you're overdriving it and you don't need to so I, I guess I had to tame myself down to let the car do its thing let it roll the middle don't use up the brakes um, just let the setup do the work let the let the chassis do the work and and at the end of the day once I once I realized okay this is what I need to do now. It was eye-opening because I'm not even up on the wheel trying to manhandle it during practice or any heat race or anything like that, and, and, and I've been able to save stuff in the feature. And I've never been able to save in my entire life, like, not for a second. So for me, I guess it was just the fact that I had to tame down my driving style and, and not be as aggressive to be faster. So it's kind of like a slow-down to speed-up kind of thing. We're with uh, Craig Slonwhite, driver of the 99 out on Canada's East Coast. He's out in the Halifax area there, uh, winning at Riverside International Speedway. It was the Wilson 75s. Uh, there was two of them, uh, 150 laps in total. And uh, Craig goes back-to-back back now in one of Canada's toughest series uh, with those pro-late models, super-late models style cars. Uh, and he goes out and gets it done. You know, Craig, I was thinking, uh, when you take a look at uh, Jonathan Hicken, the success that he had in the five car, uh, it, it was he, he did really good. Petty International Raceway jumps out. Uh, Scotia, uh, he I even believe he did good when he was out on uh, out in PEI with that number five car, but he was never really lights out outstanding when it came time for Riverside. But have a look at you, Craig. You just took that same car, the same nucleus, and you did go out there and get the job done at Riverside. So, you know what? That driver's still got a lot in the tank, is what that's telling me. Yeah, yeah I know. I, uh, you know, Jonathan and I were great buddies, and, and it's just, he's he's so happy for us right now, um, being able to get back to victory lane, because he had this same slump going on, you know, before getting into this car, where he didn't think he could do it anymore. He did, absolutely. Same as, same as myself. And, uh, and then he was out and... and essentially goes out of the sport on top and and the car comes to me and and here now we're we're essentially riding a high and and i mean not there's no knocking jonathan from having any speed at riverside he he could have won the 250 in anaganish there in 2019 i think him and cassius went door handle to door handle for a little bit so there's there's speed there and then when you're when you're fighting essentially the same car and cassius clark one of the best there is out there um it's uh I mean, there's no slouch at Riverside. It was just, it was, we we had, we tuned the car up, and, and it was bad fast. It really was. It was, uh, the damn thing is a pleasure to drive. Uh, I get out of the, I get out of it. I mean, I don't even have a helmet blower, and I get out of it after 150, and I got, let's go another 300. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Matt Pertigo in the 21 in APC. That's cool to see that you've gone back-to-back. Now, Petty International Raceway, if I read the release correct that Tara sent out, I believe that's where you're heading next, right? Yep, 
Yep, it is. Yep, this weekend. So you guys not only back-to-back in victory lane, but you guys are uh, keeping quite a pace going in the tour now uh, with with races. You guys are uh, fitting a lot in in a short period of time, trying to make up for lost time, so to speak. How are things looking for Petty? Uh, I guess your notebook's getting nice and thick. And don't forget the IWK 250 back at Riverside coming up September the 11th. Uh, that that that's got to be all good news for you right now. Oh man, you know it, it's we're all just so pumped up as you can go to the racetrack. Like you know, we're when the races are over on Saturday night, we're all hooting and hollering, going, you know, is it Saturday yet? <laughs> and it don't matter where we're going; it doesn't matter how many in a row there are. Like previous years, I mean, like are you serious? We got to slug on this thing for five nights again, and then not know what we got going into the weekend. And what are we gonna try? And, and right now, it's just like let's get a, get to the racetrack. Like I just want to get to the racetrack. I want I want to just get in that race car. So um, again, yeah, it's a lot of racing the tours. I mean, we're back to back to back to back, uh, and then throw the throw the uh, 250 and Fredericton in the mix, and then the Mike Stevens Memorial. Like I think we're uh, we had a week off what two weeks ago, and that was the only week off from now until I'm thinking September. Uh, September 25th, I think, something like that. Yeah, pretty well the end of September. Wide open. What's that? Pretty well the end of September. You guys are going to be going full tilt. Yeah, we are. Absolutely, we are. Yeah, so, again, we're just looking forward to getting to the racetrack. I can't wait to get back to Petty with a couple changes that we have made on the car now, kind of, that that really settled me into the seat. Um, Can't wait to get back to Petty this weekend, because, I mean, I love that place. Um, got what two seconds there now, or something, or two seconds and a third, or whatever it is. Um, but I mean, I've got wins there too, right? So I'm looking forward to getting back there this weekend with that car and the way we've got things sitting right now. And, and again, everybody's pumped. Everybody at King's pumped. Everybody on my team's pumped. The sponsors are pumped. Like, let's go race them. That's awesome, Craig. Uh, now, as a racer, you you got to even though you're at the top now, right? You're it, it's it's a cyclical game, right? When when you look at uh, it, doesn't matter. You insert any great race car driver's name when they've been at the top. They've they've eventually been overthrown by somebody, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yep. what series. It doesn't matter what form. How much are you looking over your shoulder now? How much are you looking for those guys to break through uh, and and get on their hot streak? And and how much how much you know thought goes into that while you're at the top right now? Uh, none, none, really. Yep. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we're we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully the wins come and the points come. Um, you know, there's really there's there's no thinking of of anything like that for us right now. I mean, we're, again, we're, we're on such a high. We just want to be straight ahead. We know who we got to race. You know, it's, it's Cole got three wins. I got two. Nicholas got a, a win. So, um, you, those like us three, uh, throw Jared into the mix right now. But that's again, full time on the tour. He's been fast. So yeah, he's due for a win. Um, it's all going to happen. I mean, Cole is bad fast wherever Cole goes. So, I mean, um, essentially we're, we're racing together, and then Dylan appears and, and can win a race. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm just very happy right now that I can run with these guys and let the driver do the work in the car. And it's up to it's up to me to it's up to me for the feedback and tune the car during the day to make it better than them guys and and get the wins. So, 
You got presidential on the rear quarters. What is presidential? Tell us about who they are. So uh, a couple buddies of mine, uh, Derek Nix and Stephen Nix. Uh, they're just a you know company out of Halifax, local business. Uh, excels in heat pump installation. Um, they're they're doing residential stuff, commercial stuff. It's they're just it's a family owned business. Um, 70, 60 something employees or something like that, I believe. Um, they were all at Halifax last Sunday to, to see the win. So, I mean, it was phenomenal for that. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody in, anybody in the HRM or outside of HRM, I mean, if you're needing any kind of heat pump work, uh, install service, whatever, I mean, these guys are, are again, they're a family business. It's pretty cool. I get messages, you know, saying, who is this? I'm looking for quotes and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, a lady just last week, a couple weeks ago, actually wrote and, and sure enough, you know, there's a, a heat pump installed just by them guys. And she actually come to the racetrack and, and said, yeah, I just want to let you know, I gave them like a five star rating and, and, uh, they were phenomenal people to deal with. Thank you so much for the information and, and I'll be sure to pass off your name. So that stuff, I mean, it goes, it goes a long way. Does, does people think that a race car sponsorship don't help out a, uh, you know, ventilation company? Well, it does. It sure does. it does. Yeah. It's all word of mouth, too, right? So um, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, everybody that's involved with me right now is uh, is family-run business, um, other than, than the one I just picked up there, Clutch, uh, Clutch Canada. Um, obviously, they're, they're quite quite substantial, but everyone else is just family and, and good friends that are, are aboard my car, right? So... Well, you're doing a great job with them, Craig. Congratulations on the win. Good luck at Petty. Uh, try and keep that streak going. you got to know that, that Jared Butcher, he's coming, and uh, Cole's oh, yeah. got to be getting a thirst to get back into that victory lane. you got a lot of you got a big target on your back there, brother. Oh, that's fine with me. Uh, targets, are, tar- targets are totally okay, but like I say, Jared's been, he's been slugging a bunch, and... Uh, and he's been quick, and he's he's due for a win. He really is. He's due for a win. It's time to kick his brother off the podium and and get himself a get himself a victory. I keep teasing him, saying he's all he is is uh, uh, Cole Butcher's younger brother. <laughs> it's, it's time to change that up. Yeah, change that up. Yeah, watch out. Do, right? <laughs> Good stuff, Craig. Congratulations. Thanks for the time tonight. Uh, keep her going. We'll keep your spot warmed up here, buddy. Yes, man. Sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. You bet. Craig Slonwhite, driver of the 99 out there on Canada's East Coast, uh, does a great job behind the wheel. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, let's talk APC, shall we, with a first-time winner, the 52. Jake Sheridan coming up on the other side. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. In access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in, how about a first-time winner in the APC Series? Uh, this driver, I'll tell you what, did a phenomenal job last night. Twin 75s at Sobel Speedway. It was the AP 75 and then the Stewart 75. Uh, and it was a great night. At least it started out real good, and you probably couldn't knock the smile off his face after hitting victory lane. Driver, the number 52, Jake Sheridan, is on the hotline with us. Jake, what's going on, buddy? Congratulations on the big win, buddy. Hey, thanks, Joe and Joe. How we doing, boys? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. How's Nick's brother? Oh. Yeah, that's what it is anymore. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but uh, everything's good. Nikki's down there race, getting ready to race tonight. I just uh, won his heat race here about 20 minutes ago, so I guess he's doing good, too. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Jake, uh, uh, you know, I, not often do a lot of people, you know, 
you know, cheer in the spotter stand for another competitor winning a race. But there was actually guys clapping in the in the spotter stand, congratulating you. Um, you know, it, that it means a lot. But uh, man, you guys have been digging hard for that first win. Uh, you could see the excitement level when you climbed out of the car. You could hear the excitement in the interview. You could, you know, see the aggression that you drove with on the racetrack, you know, with how you wanted it. Um, it, it had to mean a lot for that 52 car to cross the, the finish line first uh, in, in that APC race. Oh, absolutely. But you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. I mean, it means, it means a lot, just uh, the respect and how much everybody else, you know, like uh, applauded and how much everybody else be riding. And the congratulations the pits and everything was pretty cool, so... Uh, like I said, we've, we've been digging hard, but I think that's part of the reason why everybody else appreciated it so much. So, uh, yeah, just been kind of had our head down to the grindstone here and just, uh, it's been cool. It's been good, but happy to finally get that out of the way. And hopefully that means the rest of them happen to come a little bit easier. Well, that's the thing too, right? Pressure now. Um, it, well, pressure is always going to be on because I know, uh, you guys always add pressure to yourselves to get out there and win and do good. But you know what, Jake? It's kind of suiting, right, that uh, that you got your first win at the beach. I think back, and it wasn't that long ago, I remember you rolling in one night. I, it probably wasn't an APC race, but it could have very well been. Uh, but you had a rocket fast number 52. You hands down would have won that race, be it a APC race or not. I can't exactly remember, but you had a wicked fast car that night. And it ended up getting totally destroyed, and it ruined your night. I think that racetrack owed you one, buddy. And uh, you, you you got paid back last night. You drove your uh, rear end off, and it all paid. For sure, yeah. There was two nights, I think. I mean, we almost had that deal won the APC race last year. I think we had a good car. We were only about three-quarters of the way through, but we had, had a good piece to win. And then that you're right, that deal there, I was that NASCAR race that you guys be come down there with, and we had our... Had her pretty well. Had her leading with two or three laps to go, but that's that's just late model race, man. Just, I, I, I feel like I said that a lot the last the last two days. I said that a lot. That's just late model race. It's just kind of how it goes around here. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to have, finally get it out of the way, and I think I think it makes it a lot easier now that you got one down. You just uh, just go focus on having fast cars, and for us, just winning races and having fun. That's kind of what it's all about. So finally got that out of the way there, and see if we can't. Uh, can't make it happen a little more often now so the wave of momentum uh some guys believe in it and some guys just say oh no momentum does not play a role in anything but jake does it with you guys in the 52 bunch does can you feel the momentum and does that help heading into what's going to be the rest of the year sure it does sure it does i mean uh we've had a we've had a rocket car all year long i feel like i mean uh had a good race going on Flam Road too. Probably, uh, probably was pretty close to take our flag there. So, uh, I mean, I feel like we had we had a lot of momentum rocking after the first race, just get it all taken away. But that's not what we're here for tonight. So, uh, it's all uh, it's all good. I mean, like, we had the fast cars all year long, and we're just going to keep rocking and rolling with that. I mean, uh, we uh, got a good crew, dedicated crew. I mean, we try real hard, and McCall, the McCall boys doing a great job this year. So, we uh, like I said, we can just take that and just move into the next race and just see if we can carry it on going back going back to Flamborough is a good track for us. I mean, we've always had speed there. And if we can finish that off like we did at Sobble this week, I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a, a wicked momentum builder. So if we can just keep the speed rocking and rolling, eventually they're going to come, I think, Joe. 
Jake, looking at uh, race number one, obviously check all the boxes. Everything went well. Um, uh, race number two, the Stewart 75. Uh, obviously, there would be a few check marks in the needs improvement category. Um, not not in, in your driving or your car or your crew or, or really in the series or anything, but just, uh, you know, didn't, didn't, wasn't, you weren't able to check all the boxes. Um, uh, looking at, uh, at the second 75 and the first one combined, were you surprised at, at the, the level of give and take throughout that, you know, the, the entire night of racing at Sobel? I think it, it, it definitely surprised a lot of people, um, you know, that, that there was so much give and take. Um, you know, there was obviously some bent fenders and you, of course, got a door to- torn off, but there wasn't, uh, there wasn't the level of, of, you know, uh, destruction or 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 you know uh destroyed race cars at the end um were you were you surprised by that uh given Sobel's size and and you know reputation if you will no uh maybe no but not all races have to be like that i mean uh Sobel, the first race i think everyone was clean I, I was i was happy to see the people i mean uh we we were in a good spot really we had a good car we got to the front early so i was just that's just the way it worked out so that that it goes like that for some people sometimes some guys like no different. Like I, I lots of people have that kind of race, and you can just get a front pace. And when when you get those given you, you take advantage of those absolutely, and and you can't blame anybody else for that. But going through the pack in the second race, I think there was a lack of. I feel like I mean uh, that's kind of how it ended up, and people losing their temper on lap twenty five. That's just that's just way more racing once again. But uh, that's uh, it's all good. I mean I I feel like uh, definitely a better show compared to races in the past. I think it was a cool deal and. Uh, I, I, it's all fun, man. If you can race in the top three, top five of that series with some of those competitors, that's a lot of fun racing. Those guys are those guys are uh, aggressive and, and they're all fast. Everybody, everybody's fast. So that's just uh, just makes it hard, interesting to watch and and more fun. So uh, it's, it's it's they got a good deal going on. Definitely some polishing would help it a lot, I think. And I, I'm just I'm just excited to be a part of it, and I, I can't wait to plan, bro. I feel like if we can get back on another fast car, it'll be a good show. Now, sponsorship on that 52 car. I know you're proud of them, and I know you did them proud. Who have you got on there with you? And uh, tell us about them. Absolutely. I mean, I, we, we went through this on Saturday. It's definitely uh, it's been a hard go for 2021 with some of the COVID stuff and everything, but I can't thank uh, Cameron Crane enough. That's why I work for my boss there. He's been really cool, and uh, he's come on come on board big this year. So I thought he's brand new, and he's he's helped us out a lot. And probably he's been with us for a long time, but from one side of the spectrum to the other. So they've been given uh, for quite a few years here now. And uh, Demar Aggregate, LH2, they've been brand new this year. So some exciting things coming to the 52 team, and and uh, I'm I'm really just uh, hopefully we can keep hang on to this and keep it rocking and rolling here for a couple more years. And I think that some good things are to come for sure. Ah, you're gonna. I can see you coming. Uh, so, what do you got to do to prepare for Flamborough? You haven't got much time to turn it around, uh, you, and you definitely had some cosmetic stuff. No structural damage, though, right, in race two last night? Uh, definitely some left front suspension damage. Other than that, mostly body. Bodies, that's, that's, that's just time-consuming work, Joe. We, we can deal with that. Like I say, we got one week here to work on it pretty good, so... Uh, all's good. I mean, like we'll go. I think we'll go back with a baseline what we had last time at Flambro. It's it, it proved to be pretty decent, so if we can uh, build off of that just a little bit. I think we'll be in good shape. So head back there at the same baseline, patch her up, and go back do some more short track racing right right where we belong. And I uh, I can't wait for it. Now I didn't see your dad there last night. Oh, your your dad. You know what? Was I your didn't dad see Ron was either. your dad with 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 Nick down at down at the sprint car deal or where was he? 
Yeah, I've had this question a lot this year. He's been racing with Nick all year long, and uh, it's been going good for them. They've been winning some races this year and getting her done. So I'm uh, I'm just happy to see they're having a good time. And yeah, it's it's been been it's been tough without him, like uh, especially Sobel. Sobel's a, a big place in his heart. He loves Sobel Speedway. He's had had some good races there in his past too. So I know he was missing, and I'm sure too. But he's been having some fun with Nick this year, and we've been we've been missing him, struggling a little bit without him. But we've been getting by and. Maybe he can make it to the next couple. Now there wasn't there wasn't time there wasn't a whole lot of time between race one and race two. Obviously there was a couple features in there for Oscar, but was it a congratulatory text or was it a congratulatory phone call? Which one was yeah. it? No, it was a text. It was a text. I didn't see it until after the second feature. Actually, be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie. We got a nice. we got a short crew. We we had, we had a small crew to begin with. Now we've all divided and conquered, so it's even smaller. But uh, Congratulatory text, and we talked in the track in the after the second race. There, I hopped in the truck. We talked for 20 minutes, and they got rained out last night, so he had all the time on his hands. But uh, it was all good. I mean, he uh, he's, he's been good, man. He's been a, a huge part of my career, and he's the reason that we've gotten to where we are now. So he's just he's just had a he's ready to move on. He's had a little bit or enough of some of the stuff that goes on. And he's just enjoying the next chapter of his uh, racing career there with my brother. So. It's been cool. I, I applaud them for that. They're doing great. So hopefully we can uh, make that work a little longer. And too cool, right? G-Force has got the race live. Your dad would have been able to, through that rain delay, be able to sit back and still take in the whole uh, the whole enchilada, if you will. That's kind of cool. It was funny. Like I say, I, we didn't, I didn't respond to the text until after the second race. So to see the first group of texts come in after the first race, they had a sitting in the campground with a couple of beers cheering with a picture after the first race and the second race is a bit of a different story the text message coming through so it was kind of funny to sit back and watch the two differences between the two races but he had a like like you say it's pretty cool the g-force thing is really cool i think it's very positive and a good thing for the series so they've done a great job and all those guys work hard and they do a very a very positive thing so and it helps a lot for guys like us so dad can watch it and everybody at home can watch it the guys have to work hard well, uh, that's a cool deal, and I'm happy they're doing that. I think a uh, very good thing for the series here coming ahead. I can tell you something, Jake. I'll, I'll not be missing a lap. Uh, that, that was outstanding racing last night. Uh, congratulations on the win. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. And I know you're just like Craig Slonwhite out on that East Coast. You got the one. Look out. Here they come. And you're going to be uh, a frequent guest to Victory Lane. I can see you coming, buddy. Good job. Guys, I appreciate that a lot. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. I appreciate what you guys do, too. It's pretty good deal here. It's always a pleasure to be on, and thank you for everything you guys do. Go get them at Flamborough, Jake. That's the plan, guys. You betcha, Jake Sheridan. Watch for him in the 52 car. So cool, Junior. So many potential winners in that series. Uh, just just a bunch of really good race teams, and they're right. This is the meat of the order right now. Um, you know, they're past halfway, and you're seeing like it. I can remember going to a lot of different races, different series. You've got like three or four potential winners. Not in there, no. Not in this series, man. No. Uh, it's like, uh, honestly, it's like uh, watching the Pro Stock Tour. Yeah. You, 24 cars show up. you got probably 15 guys who can go win a race tonight. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it, track position is so valuable, and, 
and uh, we actually had a, a conversation about this very thing uh, standing in the trailer, um, you know, just ahead of the race. And, um, you know, I, of course, I, I got a chance to spot for Josh Stoddy. Uh, I've spotted for a lot of different guys in that in that tour. He did and, a good job and, last night. Yes, man. he did. He drove drove a whale of a race twice. Of course, didn't get the results that uh, that we wanted both events. But, uh, you know, coming coming home in, with a top 10 and just outside the top 10 and the other one is still an accomplishment, um, which is uh, which says a lot about the depth of competitors and you know the track position side of things when you see the the guys making the desperate moves you know you watch a a NASCAR Cup Series race at Martinsville right and and you see those guys and they root and gouge to get down to the bottom um, and you know they, they they throw these desperate blocks and and they try to they try to get track position right and you're seeing that exact same thing right now in in the in the Ontario Racing Series. Um, it, it is incredible to see, um, you know, the, the guys just fight for every inch on that racetrack. And it's because once you get past, once you get past by a couple of cars, it is so hard to get it back. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, the, the, the level of competition, the level of, of, you know, maintaining of the speed that they're going, uh, is right there. So, um, track position right now is the most valuable possible thing in the APC series. And, uh, you know, hats off to Jake. He did a wonderful job. Uh, definitely, you know, has been coming for a long time. Um, and, uh, he, he went out there and took it and, uh, congratulations to him and his team. And, and, uh, you know, really when you look back at the, the entire thing, uh, it was a great event and, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the crowd. It was beautiful to see Jake Sheridan wins race one, the first 75, Brandon Watson. Everybody was saying, where's Watson in the first race? Well, guess what? He found victory lane in the second 75, and he's going to, hopefully, we're going to find him on the other end of this hotline when we come back after this break. Stay with us. The Nine, coming up next. Hi, this is Brian Mercer, driver of the number 81 Science Flooring Late Model. Listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter. And let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Uh, Joe Chisholm here. Joe Chisholm over there. Look at that. You got two for one here. Uh, we are talking. One's a lot younger, though. About Hey, easy on that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm senior. You're the junior version. Um, hey, we're talking about uh, all the action at the beach last night. Uh, what, what a great time. And like you alluded to before the break, Junior, Great to see the audience show up. Uh, we did have a rain shower. Now, it was predictable. It was uh, sort of in the forecast, if you will. Uh, it was supposed to hit right around that 4 o'clock mark. And already our time was going to be uh, really, really pressed. Uh, we had a lot of stuff to fit in in a short period of time. And uh, lo and behold, we got it all done. Uh, Jeff Cassidy and Paul Grizel and... Of course, all the cleanup stuff and everybody at the Speedway, uh, right after that shower hit, those guys were on that racetrack trying to get it dried out. Uh, they did it. They did it. Now, what You and I were up in the VIP room sort of watching over everything, and it was 45 minutes uh, from the time that it was soaking wet and rain coming down to the time that they rolled cars out onto the track again. I was amazed. Now, uh, it, not, not that it dried up so fast but it was so humid that i thought they were going to have more of a difficult time drying it out yeah with the sun sobble speedway dries very quickly it seems like uh you know the times where sobble does not dry quickly well really everywhere but <laughs> but the, the the times where sobble really struggles at drying uh is when there's cloud cover and it's a little bit cool yeah and it gets wet my lord those those rain delays can take hours you they know can. Yeah. um it doesn't matter it seems like it doesn't matter how many cars or vehicles or tires or or you know anything that you put on the racetrack to try to dry it it just doesn't dry um but it's it's weird because as soon as that sun pokes out 
um, and there's a little bit of heat, Sauble Speedway dries instantly. And uh, a lot to be said about the drainage that's underneath it, right? Right. That, yep. uh, that allows for that to happen. And another thing, too, that has always astounded me, Sauble has never had an issue with weepers. No. Nope. There was a lot of water in the ground. Um, oh, you yeah. You know, after that rain shower there was a, a you know the past couple of days have been really wet uh, um and uh you know for that to uh, to dry out like it did um i thought they were going to have a lot of issues with guys going into the infield and getting stuck but nobody did no. <laughs> you know the the drainage uh, worked really good at sobble and um you know overall great event I, I you know we were standing in the in the spotter stand looking at the radar um in that first race and there was mm. a black cloud and it looked like it was two miles away and i mean it was dark it looked like yep. a hurricane was coming and you know at one point uh, you lost sight of the tree line because it was raining probably a kilometer away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it never made it back to the racetrack. Um, felt a couple sprinkles during that first race, but that was it. Um, yeah. You know, it was able to get everything in. Um, that damn township law, though, yeah, right? I it, know. it just adds so much. Like, it's pressure. That's yeah, what it is. It, it's it, pressure it's just, for the teams, for the track, for, for everything. Absolutely everybody. It wasn't. It wasn't in Sobel's. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't Sobel's fault that you couldn't just go and you know have a normal um, qualifying session and everything else. Um, that's one hundred percent the South Bruce Peninsula Township. Um, you know, and and, and their goofy, even, their stupid laws. It's not even really the township joke, because all the township no, does is the, react. Yeah. To the two some idiots people. that live near the racetrack. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. The two I idiots think. that live near the racetrack that complain, even though they the moved noise. in, they moved in. You know, well after the racetrack was built. Um, they've got the ability to uh, to gauge and and set the hours of the racetrack, which is absolutely pathetic that the township allows that to happen. But just speaking my mind, it's uh, you know when you look at it, a normal racetrack, you know the time frame that was only an hour maximum of a rain delay, and they right. had to really change the entire qualifying structure, change the practice structure, change everything. At a normal racetrack, it would have just went back to normal. The checkered flag would have dropped probably at 1 a.m., um, but uh, they would have got more of the show in. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was what it was. Everybody reacted right. Um, everybody, you know, did what they could. Uh, they put on a great show for the grandstands, and, and it was condensed enough. I think the checkered flag flew at, at you know, quarter to 11 or, or, or so, yeah. you know, kind of yeah, in that yeah. ballpark. So That yeah, was close. Um, really, it, just a, a shame that, that a racetrack is, is so – under the gun by a municipality that that really Sobble Speedway is the largest economic draw in the entire municipality. Guaranteed. Like Guaranteed. 100% the amount of people that come in there is nothing else that attracts that amount of people. Even like they have a beach there and mm -hmm. and they sure there's a lot of economic impact that Sobble Beach has oh, to South Bruce Peninsula. Yep. Sobble Speedway brings in a lot of money, and not for the owners not of Sobble Speedway. I'm talking no. about the. I'm talking about for the the, the entire area, the right? You know, you look at the camping, you look at the you know the the fuel purchased. Uh, there's a lot of people that come from two, three, four hours away uh, to race at that facility. And, of course, when they get here, they have to buy fuel. They have to buy food. They have to do all of those things. The economic impact that that racetrack has, guaranteed 100%, without a doubt, is the largest 
thing that that municipality has, and they cater to two idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. Well, and, and you know what? That that's the way things are today. That's uh, that that's the world we live in. But the good part is, uh, you know what? We've been doing our part to try and abide by the law and make sure uh, that we do stay by the laws. And uh, that's what we've been doing. And it's all working out. Uh, the, the fans got treated to uh, some dynamite racing. Uh, Brandon Watson did go to victory lane in the second race. Uh, he's standing us up now, so hopefully everything's okay for Brandon, but he's going to miss his window here in about two minutes, and then we're going to have to move on because we do have some more guests that are just itching to get on the show, and we can't wait to have them on here. The Oscar uh, series, both Modifieds and uh, Hot Rods, did a phenomenal job at the Speedway last night, and we're going to catch up with both the winners uh, here in hour number two. Uh, we got Andy Camrath coming up. How about the success that guy has had in that London Recreational number 89? That modified is flat out, just lights out quick. And I want to say, Andy, and he can correct me if I'm wrong here, but that is 10 wins out of 12 attempts uh, with that, uh, that, that 89 C car. Like, it's just amazing the success he's having against the to, you know the competition that he's uh, right out there racing against all the time just amazing yeah definitely he's had a a wicked showing uh him and sean chenoweth and that whole bunch uh with that 89 c car has just been incredible they've been lights out um you know they they did it with a small crate they did it with a built engine they did it with a bunch of different <laughs> combinations it seems like whatever they put in that thing they could put a sewing machine in it and he'd be two tenths faster in the field and uh it's just an incredible deal to uh to see you know how successful they've been um you know just a a, a true testament to the talent level that they have and uh you know i i i was spotting for the tens uh of of kelly balson and just watching Andy Camerath come past and and drive just cut through the field you know he he yeah. had so much you know car and and you know aggression and everything else he he laid it all on the line and really you know raced a phenomenal race at that race norm newman also did a phenomenal job in his machine he ended up with a third place finish uh tj edwards uh he was up doing some testing through the week and i kind of thought you know what andy has got a problem here because tj edwards that machine was uh the 34 uh, Brian McDonald, uh, th those guys working together, and they really did have a package. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you, that's uh, TJ's right on his rear bumper. And I heard in the interview last night, TJ said, I'm racing for points. I'm trying to go after the championship. Andy, I don't believe, is no, going after exactly. it. He's looking at it more of a win. I want the win. I don't care about the points where TJ, he's actually going after the points. And so. when, you're, when you're pigeonholed into that deal um, in, in the Oscar mods, there's a tire rule, right? So, oh, yeah. so Andy did have a little bit of an advantage within the rule book. Um, he started with four sticker tires, and, and you know a majority of the guys were not on sticker tires. No. Um, so uh, I am talking to Tim Watson here, and uh, Brandon might be on a fire call. Oh, I guess, I guess he go. is on in, in, the, uh, in the fire department. So. Okay. Well, we'll catch up with Brandon in another night. Uh, we are going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights that you may have missed here in hour number one. 
90 seconds is all it takes. And then we're coming back with you for hour number two tonight. we got some great guests coming up. You don't want to miss it. Stay right there. Don't you go anywhere. Junior and I are going to be back in just uh, like 90 seconds. Uh, but for now, we'll throw you back to Toronto. Scotty, get us up to date, will you, sir? And then we'll come back for hour number two live tonight on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins right here tonight live. And I do got to give a shout out. Oh, do you? So the boys over at White Motorsports at WMI are mm-hmm. listening. Kale Ford. Are they? Now, Kale Ford, of course, you know, made the move over here. Uh, he is from the island. Ah. I, I, I call him the Newfie. He's oh. not. He's not from Newfoundland. No, no. But he's uh, uh, you know over working with David White and those guys, and uh, so they're tuned in. Got to give a shout out to those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, it was his first trip to Sobble Speedway. Um, he said it was pretty cool. Ah, good deal. I gotta love it. Okay, let's get back to the hotline. We're talking Sobble Speedway last night. It was the Oscar Modifieds. Uh, we're on the racetrack, and I'll tell you what, our next guest has been Lyso Quick for the last two years. He continued his streak last night. Andy Camrath, driver of the 89 for London Recreational, a whole pile of other sponsors, I'm sure, is with us on the hotline. Andy, what's going on? How you doing, kiddo? Not too bad. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Congratulations. Wait, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that win number 10 out of 12? I think that's I think that's nine or ten of twelve races we've ran. So yeah, we're doing pretty good. I would say you had her firing on all cylinders. Gotta I gotta ask Andy now. Um, I, I know you were there testing the other day, uh, and uh, you had a little miss in that car. Did you clear that miss up? Uh, did, did it go away last night? Yeah, we had that little bit of a mess when we were out there just chasing some things around and uh, made a few adjustments, and uh, she was firing on all cylinders. Not if good. that thing had a miss last night, no. I swear to God. No, no. no. Let <laughs> did me you qualify see it? Did you see the car? Yes, I did. It was only about 1,800 mile an hour. Let me qualify that. It was just a little one. I'm just kidding. Just it, a little Andy, one. Andy, you drove a hell of a race, my friend. You you got you got stung by the uh, by the weather a little bit and, and, of course, had to start deep in that field. Um, what was it, 14th to 15th, something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, not a long race. We're not talking about a 100-lap race here. We're talking about a 40-lapper. 
uh, at a quarter mile. She's tough to get through the field, even when you got fenders to move people out of the way. Um, you're racing an open wheel car, and you, you come through that field, and I don't think you touched one car. Um, seeing that thing, uh, you could run it on the bottom, and uh, you proved that you could run it on the top. You made probably six out of the out of the fourteen passes on the top side. Um, it had to be fun behind the wheel. Number one, uh, number two. Talk a little bit uh, about what it was like with a modified at Sobel, because I I I don't recall the last time you run a modified there at Sobel. Yeah, that was actually uh, that was actually the first time we had the modified up there. Yeah. Um, so it was good just to kind of get up there, go kind of kind of go back home and shake the car down, make sure everything was all good. And uh, you know, we uh, we started back thirteenth or fourteenth, and I kind of just said, well, we'll let her play out for about three or four laps, let everybody kind of you know get their feet underneath them, and then we'll we'll start picking them off. And I, I kind of got up to about ninth or tenth there, and I started working the bottom and everybody was kind of starting to do the pinch at the bottom thing and i'm like all right well let's do the old sobble speedway blues and just threw it to the high side and uh and kept trucking well and the car stuck uh it looked like a real good racetrack last night i know we had that shower go through did it uh, change it much from practice into uh what was your feature event did it feel different well i i think when we went out there for uh for practice i it was a little greasy out there because basically it rained and then it was real humid. And we didn't even make any adjustments because I figured after they put 75 laps down and they put all that rubber down on the track and everything like that, it was going to snug it up a bit there. So, uh, no, we were good. We didn't make any adjustments. And, uh, you know, just uh, cooler heads prevailed, I guess. Andy, tell us about the crew on that car. I know there's you behind the wheel. I know Mike, uh, Mike Schmidt is always uh, real close to the car, never too far away. Uh, your sidekick, of course, Sean Chenoweth. Uh, who else is on your crew? What have you got for a nucleus there? Chenoweth is going to love that you called him a sidekick. Yeah, well, that <laughs> he's going to absolutely love the fact that he's going. He's, I guarantee you, Chenoweth. I, I want to hear what your feedback is of being called a sidekick because I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a we got a pretty good gig there when we go to the tracks. Uh, you know, it's um, if, if I'm racing, um, they come and help us. If he's racing, I go help him. So it's usually it's you know me, Sean, Bob. Um, and Mike most of the times, and then, uh, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Luco there, he comes and spots for me a little bit. Brandon was spotting last night. Uh, you know, Warren's been, uh, Warren, my brother-in-law there, he's been helping out a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's the same guys we've always had. And, you know, uh, he's Whoop. Well, hopefully you're still there because it sounds like you just dropped into cell hell for a moment. You still with us? No, he's you gone. see, he is gone. So we're going to drop that line, and I know Sue will uh, reestablish our connection. Sound like Andy just sort of dropped off a cliff there for a moment, but we'll get him back on there. The beauties of cellular technology, yeah, right? No it's kidding. just the way that it is. That but, car, uh, that car last night, and even in practice, uh, when Andy was up the other day, that thing was hooked up, and I thought, you know what? I, I like, I. I don't know how he's going to be able to keep the pace up that he was keeping up. And look at him last night, not only keeping the pace up, but carving his way through traffic. And I believe we got you back on there, right, Andy? No. No, no, Andy. Oh, oh, oh there he is. There he is. There you are. No. Hey, you got to hold your left hand up in the air and you got to stand only on your right leg. That's how it works. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> there we go. Um, in looking at last night's race, Andy, uh, it, 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 
you had to be patient. Uh, if you didn't have patience, uh, you, you could have ran into big-time trouble. Uh, and when you're looking at just wins, how come you're not going after the points? Did you miss one or something, or what am I missing? Well, we, we kind of we came out there at set and ended up uh, had, a motor, had some motor problems there. So, uh, you know, we took the belt motor back out, sent it back down to get fixed up there, put our crate in, and, you know, kind of just forgot about the points. And if, you know, come the next four races, we end up in the conversation, then we're in the conversation. If You know, if not, well, uh, you know, we're happy to go out and, and try and win every week there, and it seems to be working out well. But, uh, you know, we're really not worrying about the points right now. Like, uh, go out, run as hard as we can, and at, at the end of the year, it falls in place, it falls in place. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's lots of guys that uh, win championships by not looking at the points. Sometimes you can get distracted, right? 100%. You get wrapped up in that every week. And, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of the mentality we had was, you know, we walked into the year and kind of was like, hey, if you finish third every night, you're going to kind of be in that conversation of running for points. And then we had the problems the first night and, you know, Sean kind of said to me there, and well, you might as well take that and throw it out the window and go, let's go back to the old ways and just go try and win every race. So, <laughs> it's well, kind of the conversation. It seems to be a good strategy for you guys. Uh, I wouldn't be changing too much because uh, things uh, seem to be working exactly the way you're, you're planning it out, and that's to go out there and win. What do you got left for races on your schedule, Andy? What are you looking at? Uh, where's your next race? And what track can't you wait to get back to? Well, I think we uh, I think we're off for about three weeks here, and then we uh, start back up at Velocity. So then we go uh, the Velocity weekend at Sunset, and then we're four weeks in a row. We go uh, Sunset, then we're tied in with uh, the APC series there at Delaware, and then uh, the week after that's Flamborough, and then we go to Autumn Colors. So it should be a should be a four week uh, pretty big haul all the way to the end. So much to do to the car when you see it run like uh, yours has been running. Is there a lot of hours spent on that race, uh, on that race car between races, or is it more of a maintenance? And we'll get out there and uh, and, and keep her rolling. It's 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 a lot of maintenance, nut and bolt, that kind of stuff. I'll probably when we got the three weeks off, I'll kind of pull some things apart, go through it a little bit more with a fine tooth comb because unlike everybody else, we can't afford to have a down night. So. Uh, you know, it's. I'll probably go through bearings, do all that stuff, just just fully go through the car for the four week haul. But it's uh, it's enough work between week to week. I do most of the stuff between, you know, me and my wife here at the house. We kind of do most of the stuff. But uh, you know, just the, the three week down, the three week down week, it'll be good just to have a good maintenance week. We'll say that. We're with Andy Camrath tonight. Drives the eighty nine in the Oscar Modified Division. Uh, did, did a great job last night at Savile Speedway. If you just tuned in, uh, it was Andy going to Victory Lane. Uh, Andy, you guys, uh, well, well, commonly race car drivers, uh, every one of them are always constantly looking for more speed. And, and a lot of times we've seen guys with real, real good fast race cars looking for speed and they end up dialing the car back the wrong way. And we've seen it where guys have dialed themselves out and they can't seem to get back to where they were when they were real fast. Are you guys the kind of team that are always looking for that more speed? Or are you kind of comfortable right where you're at right now? Don't get me wrong. We're always, we're one of those guys that we're always looking for more speed. But, uh, 
you know, I'm sure as everybody's seen, you know, the evolution, everything comes back around 10 years down the road. We're back to where we started. We're back to where we started. So I think a lot of people would be surprised of how much we actually changed from track to track to track. But, uh, you know, you start going down the, uh, you know, the technology road, you start going down all these new products that are coming out there. You can dial yourself out of the park pretty quick on those end of things. And, uh, we keep it simple. We don't change much from track to track, and it uh, it seems to work out pretty good. Andy, as a as a competitor, you've you've run late models. You well, everything from basically junior late models to to you know pro late models and and everything in between, right? So you know you did Challenger back in the day. You, you, you know you've done you know four cylinder. You've done late model. You've done lots of stuff. Uh, what is attractive to you? on the modified side because i think that you know obviously the car count was great last night um the caliber of equipment that was there was was absolutely incredible as well uh, a lot of beautiful race race cars that roll out on the racetrack but what is it that's that's attractive to you specifically with the oscar modifieds you know what it was something that i never i kind of had an eye on it years ago and then uh through Sean, he, he ended up building that modified and told me to jump in it one night, and I had a lot of fun with it. It was they're just as fast as a pro late, if not faster. Um, and the the budget wise, you need you know it's not four or eight tires a weekend; it's you know one or two tires a weekend kind of thing. Um, so the budget is a lot more friendly. Uh, it's just it's you know the stresses of late model, the turnaround times of late models, and stuff like that. Like you know, I, I don't have the time for it. I uh, like I want to run eight to ten times a year now. That's all I want to race, um, and uh, you know it seems to fall on schedule wise. It falls into my lap. The the guys that are all around the Oscar seem pretty good. You know I haven't really had any run-ins with anybody. Everybody's there to help everybody, and uh, you know they got a pretty good they got a pretty good tour going there right now. There's a lot of attention on the tour between those those hot rods and those modifieds, and uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And you know usually they have a I know Oscar used to do like a week on week off thing that's really got my attention. And obviously COVID, uh, they had to change the schedules up a little bit, but racing that eight to eight to 10 to 12 times a year. That's, that's good for me. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, they're a really, really fun car to drive. Well, and you look like you're having a lot of fun in it too. And winning is fun. Uh, what? So uh, sponsorship on that race car? It's well decaled up. I might add, your brother did a dynamite job. Uh, making that thing look the way it looks. Was that your design, or was that something that uh, Doug and Craig dreamt up? Uh, like every year, you know, every year we kind of, they, they start kicking me designs. What do you think of this? Yeah, you know, and then I, uh, you know, you get looking at cars down in the States, or you get looking at cars all over, and kind of just picking, you know, pick and choose and put some things together, and I, I start shooting them pictures, and this is kind of a direction I want to go in, and, uh, you know, it was actually my brother, they had, it was just was, that car was supposed to be just blue, actually, and uh, it was my brother that come on and was like, "Nah, it needs a little bit more." And they uh, they put the blue chrome on it, and uh, it really it really stands out. It turned out pretty sharp. Well, they I'll tell you what, Image Wraps has really got a knack for coming up with stuff that uh, stands out. Not only does it go like a rocket, it's looking like it's going like a rocket when it's sitting in the pits. Sponsorship wise, who you got on there? Um. We got a lot of good. We got a lot of good support. Um, obviously, you know Mike Schmidt, London Rec. Um, so, uh, he's been with us for years. It's, it's developed more into, you know, with everybody with Mike and Sean and Bob, it's developed into more of a family there. Uh, we got Quick Quick on the car there. Corey uh, Corey McAllister, they're called the Cot. He steps up. He helps us out. AM Group of Companies. 
Um, they help us out, obviously, my brother, my dad, my mom with, with image wraps. They all help us out with the car. Um, Dave's seat and seat and structures. You know, we got a we got a lot of good support on that car, and obviously uh, Dennis down at uh, Dennis down at AP helps out with the engine department. So, uh, you know, with all the support, we uh, you know we can do all these things. Well, you got the right package, I'll tell you, kiddo. You're doing a great job behind the wheel. Uh, don't change a thing. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we look forward to getting you back on the show again after that next one. What do you say we make it eleven out of thirteen? That's what we're going to plan to do, absolutely. Okay, we'll keep track of it for you here, Randy. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Have a good one. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You bet. Andy Kamrath, uh, he did it again on Saturday night at Savile Speedway. It doesn't seem to matter what track that guy goes to. He's got the package, and he's got a lot of experience. As you mentioned, he's been there, done that in most uh, forms and most disciplines of racing. He's doing a really good job in the modified. Same with his sidekick, Sean Chenoweth. Oh yeah, yeah, his yeah. Sidekick. I his can't sidekick. wait. I can't wait for the message from Sean Chenoweth. <laughs> It'll be coming. I can guarantee it. Let's hit this break. When we come back, uh, we're going to go to another Oscar winner. This time in the hot rod division, the number two car. It was Tyler Hahn going to victory lane, and he's going to be on the hotline when we come back. Stay with us. Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRockHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the high kicks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big boat shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dump sauce. Dump sauce. Oh, I got a good day. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM all North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crawley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Racetime Radio. 
Sirius XM 167. Welcome back to Race Time Radio tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Well, uh, that, our final guest from Sobel Speedway, this guy went to Victory Lane as well last night at the beach in the Oscar Hot Rod Division. If you haven't seen these hot rod cars, uh, you're from a different province, you're from somewhere else, and you don't know what I'm talking about, the hot rod class, get to oscarracing.com. you got to check these cars out. It's a division that has been being... has been in the works and being built over the last five years, maybe six years. And um, I'll tell you what, uh, outstanding division this has turned into. There's like 45 cars now, and that continues to grow. Uh, our next guest is one of the guys that I believe has been in it just about from day one. Uh, he's got a beautiful number two car. And uh, he not only does the thing look nice, but it goes like a jet. And he went to Victory Lane last night at the beach. Let's welcome in Tyler Hahn. What's going on tonight, Ty? How you doing? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You have been in there since day one, or close to it, right? Yeah, we uh, we kind of sat down with uh, Dave and tried to get the ball or the ball rolling about this whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, this is what we got now. Incredible. What car? What, uh, tell me about your car. What is it? What year is it? What is it? Uh, built on a old uh, Hooters Pro Cup chassis. Isn't that eh? Like, so yeah. w- w- what came first? Did you have the chassis and then say, okay, what are we going to put on it for a body or what will fit? Well, we got the chassis first because um, that's kind of what, uh, what counted. And then uh, we were looking around for chassis and we found one up uh, past Owen Sound uh, or a body, a Beaumont, and it was sitting in a field for years and you know, the roof was caved in and stuff, and it was pretty rotten, you know. And then, uh, yeah, we just did our thing, and that's what she is now. So you took it, you built the body, rebuilt it pretty well. Is it all steel body, Tyler, or is it uh, a mix of aluminum, steel, and pretty well whatever? It's, it's all steel. Um, the roof and deck lid is original. Um, we had original fenders on it, but we uh, they got all smashed up, so... Uh, Josh Watson at Watson's Garage built uh, some replica fenders last year, and then this year we just widened them a little bit to keep the tires inside. Mm -hmm. Um, The doors are sheet metal. Um, We couldn't use the original doors because they were way far gone. And the rear quarters were original, but they just, over the last four years, they just got smashed up, so... We replaced them uh, this year. That's the beautiful part about the Oscar Hot Rod series. We really, when you look at it, but they look stock. Well, yeah, absolutely, the and, and there's there is there is stock, you know, parts that need to be used for it, right? right. There's uh, the roof you know, the bumpers and, and and all of that great stuff. Um, but really, when you look at at the entire field um, of of Oscar Hot Rods, is the you know the the neat thing to me is that the chassis underneath aren't all the same, but they're all within, you know, they're, they're all within a stone's throw of a general rule book from multiple different series, right? Um, yep. And and the, the neatest part about them is that, you know, really underneath 
the the chassis they they fit the exact same as like a late model body does. Um, they just assemble them and and place them over a stock car chassis, and um, you know it's different than a than a super stock right uh, or or an old thunder car uh, that that you know the body might be you know part of that original car or that original chassis um these things here they they kind of fit over top of a a you know a a purpose-built stock car and and you know that allows you to use racing parts which then down the line translates into savings because you're not wearing everything out right Right. long term so did it take a long time tyler to put that chassis and that body together like did it take a lot well the only the only Kind of, like I know a lot of the guys have these issues when they're building these cars, is the wheelbases, right? Exactly. So obviously you don't want to have a race car chassis with a giant wheelbase, you know, obviously shorter the better. So you have to get a little creative of how you make the wheel openings and stuff like that, you know? Like like I believe the Beaumont is probably maybe six, seven, eight, maybe ten inches longer in wheelbase. So you got to get a little creative with your, with your, uh, the way you, you hang the body on it. Like we, we took up space through the door. Right. You know. So you know, and you got these guys with, that build these wagons and stuff, and they're super creative of how they're making these these bodies fit on these cars. Yeah. Too cool. Let's talk about last night's race, shall we? Uh, take us through your night, uh, right from qualifying right through. Well, yeah. We uh, well, the rain came in, um, you know, and. We were there to support the uh, APC series, so they have to get their show going first. So we only got about uh, five minutes of practice. Uh, the car felt really good. Um, we were a little low on RPM. I wanted to change gears, but I didn't want to uh, jeopardize anything just going into a feature, right? So we left it. Um, the car was great. You know, I could put the car anywhere. Uh, a couple mishaps here and there, you know. I uh, feel bad for... Uh, what happened with Jeremy there? I don't know what happened if he uh, slowed up or car pushed up. And I just bumped into him, you know. Like things happen in a split second when you're wide open on someone's bumper. But yeah, I had uh, a good run going, um, trying to pass the uh, number six there, Rob Romley, and you know he, he definitely made me work for it. Uh, I'm a little bummed out that uh, his car died there on the last restart. I think that would have been a really good show. For the fans, if uh, his car didn't die, it would have been awesome to see what the outcome would have been. It would have been for sure. You and the six car were definitely fixing to have a really good race, and and really, it's it's interesting because the six car died out, and so did the sixteen of Amanda Amanda Balson. Um, it, it seemed like it was you know within fifty feet of each other. Both the cars died, and that kind of changed the outcome of how that race you know took took part and, and took place. But I you know looking at at you and and how you made it through the field, uh, you guys put on a heck of a show. It's not like you started on the pole and drove away with the thing. Uh, there was passing up front there was passing in mid-pack and and all the way to the back um there was side-by-side racing you know the the oscar hot rod division um you know is is viewed and and you know in in a lot of different areas uh i think down to the united states down in florida they have like a a a hot rod division right vintage class and they go out and they drive around new smyrna they don't race 
at Sobble Speedway, at Sunset Speedway, at Jucasa when they're there. Whenever you guys hit the racetrack, you guys put on a race. And you guys actually root and gouge, you know, as much as you don't want to. You don't want to tear the bodies off the things. You guys race with a lot of respect. And I think that a lot of people within the series are that way. I think everybody really that gets into it are racing for that reason. Um, but they are still competitive. You know, the competitive juices are flowing in that Oscar Hot Rod division, and that is one thing that uh, that is really important, and I think that's why the fan base loves it so much, is that you guys go out there, you're not afraid to put your nose where, you know, you're going to make contact with a guy, but you're also, you know, racing with respect. You're not out there to intentionally knock the body off somebody else's car. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, a, a neat class in that respect. Well, exactly, you know, and... and at the end of the day, if if guys wanted to race or have a car for a car show, then join a car club. A race car is a race car. It's meant to be raced. And, you know, if things happen in racing, you know, just like things happen on the highway. You're just driving down the highway and you get run into. Well, racing, you know, you're racing real close together. Everybody out there has racing under their belts, you know. And, and it's just it's one of those things. Like back in the day when these bodies... Like back when my dad raced and stuff, Pinecrest days, they would get these bodies off of cars that were almost new, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would have to do the same thing: wreck a body, you got to fix it, you know. And it's, you know, I might be a little like biased or whatever when it comes to this because I got good guys that help me with the body and stuff like that. But it's, uh, I don't know. Like I like to race. I like to race hard with like Steve Book and all these guys. And tire marks are tire marks. You know, it happens. Things do happen, but. You know, you got to race car, you got to race it. Yeah, and you do, uh, and you race it real well. What do you got left coming up on your schedule? Where is that two going to make an appearance? Well, next weekend, um, my brother is at Sunset on uh, Saturday with a TQ, so we'll be there. And then Sunday, we're up at uh, we're up at Peterborough for with the uh, I believe the Legend Nationals. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you guys have that big show coming up, so. If We'll have to see what happens uh, the next uh, race, and hopefully you'll see us up at the beach. And, you know, we'll go from there. Ah, cool. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Uh, now, are you guys on the schedule for Autumn Colors this year? Uh, yes, we are. Yeah, too cool. That'll fit you like a glove, too, because that's, that's pretty close to home for you, right? Well, actually, it's about the same distance from where I am to you guys as it is from here to Peterborough. Sun- sunset's kind of your in, in your backyard. Yeah, backyard. yeah sunset, sunset's like 15 minutes away. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Tyler, this has been great catching up with you. Good job on the win. Uh, that two-car is uh, magnificent looking, and that's kind of cool, man. You guys get her to go around in circles, and you go out and win a race. That's cool. Thank you very much, and thanks for everything you guys are doing at the track there. It's awesome to see uh, the pits and the stands packed full of people, and it's I love seeing all the posts you guys are doing. It's, it's great. You betcha, buddy. Oh, sponsorship on that car. You got sponsors on there, don't you? He's got oh, them a mile know. long. <laughs> Let her rip. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, NRS Brakes, uh, Quick Quick Firestarter, Fox's Bakery and Deli, Pushing Inc., um, OSR, Watson's Garage, Dale, or sorry, Dale, Daniel, or Dan Little Photography, um, Hall Race Fuel, Tire Depot, Rhubarb Media, um, Georgian Print and Copy, Simcoe Gas, CarQuest, Barry, uh, Epic Racewear, the Fireplace and Patio Shop, and my brother um, at HMCW. You know, the car is hooked so good because of him. Um, you know, he, he busts his ass on his cars, and he 
comes and helps me with setups on mine. So, you know, anybody needs a setup, get a hold of Daniel. Ah, good job. You guys uh, working together, working as a unit and winning races. Uh, Tyler, thanks so much for the time tonight, and we look forward to seeing you. If we don't see you, we'll definitely hear from you. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you guys, if I can't bring the car up there, I'll be there all weekend anyway because Daniel's racing up there. So either way, you'll see me. <laughs> I kind of figured that. That's yeah. Tyler Hunt. Have a good one, Ty. Thanks, guys. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk soon. You betcha. Teller always a great guy to catch up with, great family of racing, and uh, always look forward to catching up with them. We're going to hit this final break. When we come back, Brandon Watson, we got him. He just texted and said, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of you. We are going to dial him up on the other side of the break, and we will talk to the nine uh, just in moments. Stay with us. Anytime online. Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick wick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Whether it be radio or racing, 
Side by side is no problem for these guys. Let the fireworks begin. We're back to the two Joes. Hey, they're friends. Before we before we get into this, yeah. Speaking of fireworks, it's funny that you mentioned it. Did you not mentioned it? But it's funny that you put that into the show. Yeah. Did you see the fireworks coming to the white flag for the IndyCar race? No. No, no, I didn't, I didn't over, see that. It was over at Gateway, over at Worldwide Technology. I'm right. going to show you a picture here. Yeah. And I want your reaction on the air here. Okay. So they're coming to the green flag, right? Or they're coming the, to the white flag. The white flag. So right before the start of the race. Oh, right and it caught the start. It caught everybody by surprise. Okay. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I'd say. Isn't that uh, like, insane? What happened there? That isn't part of it, is no, it? it was part of it. Is it? So what it was... Was it, they, they did a pyro like, show and they shot? It was basically like napalm, and and it was meant to you know be shock you know, ex- and awe. It was shock yeah. and awe, right? Like I've been to a lot of racetracks where they shoot fireworks off. They're coming to the che- or coming you to the green. Felt that. Yeah, they shot these fireballs were like fifty feet, sixty-five, seventy feet in the air. Unreal. And there was well, how many is there? there well, one, look. two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven fireballs. Yeah, well, and they launched like... they launched this fire straight up into the air, seventy yeah. feet, and they're massive plumes of fireworks. <laughs> yeah. But it scared a lot of people. Oh, like, I if you doubt scroll it. through if you scroll through Twitter. Um, there was people thinking that there was like really bad nefarious stuff happening. Oh, that because was apoc- it, apocalyptic. It, it uh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. So you know, hats off because that'll be a memorable moment to <laughs> a lot of racers and a lot of race fans. Yeah. But nobody knew that was coming. Yeah, and they let these things go. And my lord, I'll if you, you haven't what? seen it yet, just Google it. Oh. Like you could just Google fire at at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway, Incredible. and the photos are absolutely insane, but uh, it, it scared a lot of people, and, and it even caught like, the broadcasters and everybody off guard. I wouldn't like, doubt it. it. I'm surprised big. that wasn't on CNN. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? Let's welcome in. How about the guy that won the second 75 at Sobel Speedway last night in that APC series? It was the Stewart 75, Stewart Equipment out of Urine. Say hi to Jeff when you're down there. Uh, let's welcome in driver the number nine, familiar, familiar face, name, and uh, always in victory lane. Let's welcome in Brandon Watson. What's going on tonight there, number nine? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joe? Fantastic. Uh, so a, a great race for you. Race number one wasn't uh, your best outing of the year, but, hey, it's a tough field that you guys are in. Yeah, definitely. It's it's tough uh, doing the top ten, and for it's really it's getting tougher. All these uh, the top ten cars, and even more than that, they're all they're all close, and they're all within you know a tenth or something like that. A lot of fast cars now, so it's it's tough to make passes, especially at a tight a tight track like Sobel, guys racing side by side in front of you and so on. So it's it's definitely hard to make any moves and make any <laughs> positions to get up towards the front. And uh, we struggled in the first one. We. Uh, couldn't really make any moves. I thought we had to use the car at the start. Uh, we just used up some stuff trying to get or running side by side and trying to move up. But towards the end, we just lost it. And the second race, we were able to make some adjustments. And we were stuck back there for a while again. It was tough. Uh, it wasn't looking good again. Was, guys were in side by side and so on. Not making really any like progress getting to the front. And then towards the end, we we're starting to get 
get moving a little bit better. So we were able to make it work, though. But it was it was a little bit frustrating. But it's it's tough getting getting by cars. Uh, we started 14th, I guess, in the second race. It's tough getting by cars to get to the front. The yeah, and you got to be patient, right? And that's the true sign of a veteran. Uh, the, you know, you, you got to let the race sometimes come to you. You got to take what is in front of you. And uh, not always is it going to be the checkered flag uh, with you out front. Sometimes you got to settle for it and then attack it on the next one. And Brandon, that's what you did last night. Uh, you did a masterful job behind the wheel of that nine. It was definitely, like I said, <laughs> that's frustrating at some points, but the first race, like I said, wasn't the greatest for us. But uh, the second race, you know, just we just kind of not really sat there. We were trying to make some passes and stuff like that. It was just tough. And then, you know, unfortunately, guys uh, started getting in some trouble in front of us. So we slowly moved up that way. It's not the way you want to move up, but it, it, it worked for us last night. And then on restarts, we tried to do the best. And then, you know, you gain a couple of spots, and next restart, you lose a couple. So, Definitely was uh, test our patience a little bit for sure, <laughs> but we were able to get up there. I guess last 20 laps, I feel like lap 53 or 54 it took quite a while to get through that, but we were able to move up into the top five after that, and then get in a, a good spot for the last 20 laps. You know, Brandon, you touched on it there um, about you know burning up your stuff running side by side because really when you're running it doesn't matter if you're on the top or on the bottom if you're running side by side for an extended period of time you have to either pinch the car off or you need to try to land the power so you get a lot of wheel spin like you're you're constantly you're constantly using up your car you're using more brake when you're side by side uh there's there's a bunch of reasons why running side by side hurts your car um but when you look at at you know the past two races now um you look at uh, not not two races two events i guess um sunset speedway you know i wasn't there i got a chance to watch it on g-force um it was it was a similar story over there because it seemed like there was a tremendous amount of side-by-side racing when the green flag was out um you know it took uh, uh you know 10 15 laps sometimes to sort it out in the middle portion of the pack um, in order to get single file, and by that point, the leader or the top three or top four cars had checked out, um, becomes really difficult. Track position becomes so valuable. Um, looking at, at you know the last couple races, I think it's more intense than it ever has been before um, with guys not being able to save. Uh, and not being able to be patient, um, and and you know that kind of ratchets up that aggression level. Uh, I know Jake Sheridan kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, in in the the second race, uh, the second seventy five, uh, you guys really had to hustle and you guys really had to go. Um, it, are you seeing kind of a, a different looking uh, APC series right now versus the past couple of years? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, it obviously, like I said earlier, it's getting competitive is getting a lot higher. Uh, these top, like, top ten, top fifteen cars are all within, you know, like attempts and stuff like that. So it definitely is getting tougher. I would say a fair amount are getting a bit more aggressive. Definitely for seventy-five lap races, like we had a Sabo there. It's tough to you have to be aggressive at some points to move up at all, right? Because you, like you said before, they're running side by side for. 10, 15 laps, and then you're single file, but you gotta, you gotta make some moves fast to get, to get anywhere in, in the race, right? So, it definitely is getting a bit more aggressive. Um, 
you know, Sunset was a good race. Uh, unfortunately for us, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't very good. We struggled with the handling of the car. We just got loose, loose off, and it just got worse and worse. So unfortunately, we, we missed it on Sunset, but overall, it was a good race for the series there. Um, some good race on front. So, and then the first place, like, the first race, we struggled a bit too, but it definitely is getting getting tougher for sure, and uh, it's not going to get any easier. So. No, it's, it's not going to. the rest of the series. That, did, could you feel the 21 of Pertigo? He was right out back, and I know he was right in the tire tracks. Man, he wanted you. He wanted you bad, but he couldn't get you, not on Saturday night. Oh, for sure, yeah. The 21, ran, me and him came from the, I think he started 13th right ahead of me, and it was following him all the way up there. It was. Uh, he had a good car, but he, uh, he just got uh, loose later on. I think like 10, 15 laps into that run, he started getting loose. So we just made uh, made a good run there at the end. We were able to get the build up on him and then get inside of him. And I guess we got a couple car lengths on him, I think, and then just holding on enough for the last, uh, I guess, five laps or so to keep a distance from him and get the win. Incredible. Uh, and a great job done by the whole team. I know you guys uh, were in there testing on Friday. Uh, it, I don't know, drastically different conditions from testing. And how do you guys deal with that? When you go out and you test a day, uh, you know, you're, you're looking for speed, you're looking for comfort, and then, you know, race day comes up. Oh, here comes the shower. Now everything changes. Does it make the test still valuable? Or does it uh, sort of, you know, does Tim look at you and say, Brandon, I told you we didn't need to test? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sometimes, but I think it was uh, almost like a necessary for us after sunset. We kind of felt uh, felt the car was off, so we wanted to get the get on the track, you know, at some point before the race to see how the car was. It felt uh, really good in practice. I don't know what went wrong for the race, but we just all practiced. We were all good. Like there was no uh, good for grip off and so on. All of a sudden, uh, just in the race, it was just loose off and just might have been a, a stagger problem or something like that. But uh, the practice is definitely worth it for us. Um, so it was unfortunate that we just didn't have it for the race, the first race anyway. But the second race, it felt more like practice. It felt the car, the car felt really good. Absolutely, Brandon. Uh, you know, it, in every form of racing, you know, people take pride in their race car, right? They, it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, there, there's somebody in the field that that has something that looks different and unique, you know, over everybody else. It seems whether it be late model, whether it be cup racing, whether it be you know a, a four cylinder somewhere. Um, you know, when somebody shows up with something that is dramatically different and, and looks different, um, people, you know, really gravitate towards it and look at it and say, that's cool. And, and I, you know, I look through the APC series and there's a lot of beautiful looking race cars. There's a lot of really neat looking race cars, um, you know, from front to back. And, you know, definitely everybody has taken pride in the design of their car, the design of the outside of the car. If there's one thing that is super unique to me, uh, it is the color of the chassis of your car. When they come over with the w- with the camera and they stick it in the car, and you're getting out for victory lane, uh, the the color of the chassis of your car is something that nobody else has got. No. And you know when you look at, uh, you know when you look at those little subtle things, uh, you know that that some race teams have. I, I think of when those rims came out that were like a, a you know a fluorescent orange or like a deep blue, and they they're, but they're still chrome. Um, the red that is that is you, you know that it, you have painted on on your chassis is so deep and so like 
chrome or I don't know how to describe it. Who picked that color? And and uh, you know, definitely it was an awesome choice. A A plus from my end because that's something. Every time I walk by your car, you might look at me when I walk by your car and think, "Hey, he's looking underneath to see my setup stuff." I'm not. I'm just admiring the color. It's so cool. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's definitely unique. It definitely is a, an amazing, amazing color. I think that was the McCall guys. Uh, they want to try something different, uh, and, and I, I don't even know what what they did there. It was powder coat or something, but it's uh, like a two tone or something like that. But it's yeah, definitely it's, a, it's a not... really cool color for the chassis. Something new for us, and the, the, like I love the wrap too. Uh, Redline Apparel did an amazing job. Sean Murray from there did it. The car looks really good uh, on the track. Uh, for, I've always liked the fluorescent nine, the yellow nine there. And, the red on the black looks really good, and that and that chassis color just makes it pop. So it's a really cool design they got all around there. It does for sure. It, I urge everybody that's listening right now when you see the nine car walk over, just take a look, and you could see it from the grandstands. I mean, like it's just a neat color inside the car. Yeah. But like, I urge everybody to take a look at it because there's so much depth to it. Like, it's not a it's not a pearlescent color. It's not a metallic color. It is like it, they dip the entire chassis in red chrome. Like, that's what it looks like. It's that's so powder cool. coating. It's I, so I, neat. I it's can neat. do that. I know you're I a powder used coater to. guy. I used but to. But I tell you, man, to. it's yeah. uh, hats off to you guys. Hats off to McCall. Definitely, the, you know, the body looks good. Everybody's car looks good. That chassis is, uh, that, that is definitely neat. For sure, for Too sure. cool for school. So, Flamborough Speedway, up next for you. What's the thoughts heading back into uh, going back to a track you've had a lot of success at? Yeah, we've uh, we've had some good runs there recently. It's just the first race there was uh, a little bit rougher, but we <laughs> we <laughs> we made it through it. Um, we'll hopefully have a little bit of car. The car was pretty good. Unfortunately, we just got looser at the end there. It was hard to hold on, but uh, hopefully. This race overall will be a little bit, uh, I guess, cleaner, but like a, a faster race and more, uh, I guess, respectful in some ways. Um, hopefully, it's it's a good uh, a good race and we get a lot of green flag laps in, uh, not too many cautions. But you know, tracks like that are are tough to uh, get some runs in. So hopefully, we can keep our car together. Uh, we were able to keep it mostly clean last time, but uh, you know. That's, few marks on it but we'll try and uh get our hand a little bit better and then hopefully uh i guess we'll be making our way back from up from 10th again so it's definitely gonna be tough well it's gonna put on a show for fans and that's what they pay for brandon this has been yeah. great catching up with you we appreciate you getting back to us here bud and uh you stay after it uh, uh the fans are loving it and uh, get much continued success keep doing what you're doing Keep trying. <laughs> you betcha. Brendan Watson, uh, driver the number nine. You can't uh, you, you can't hold him down, man. The guy is just flat out good. Uh, a lot of good competition out there, and uh, it's going to be great. Flamborough Speedway. Uh, we'll call it the Redemption 100 coming up. All the teams are going to be looking for a real good run at Flamborough Speedway. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm going to uh, – uh, that's a busy weekend for me. I'm going to be at – Mossport at CTMP at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park with the um, with Andrew Ranger and Rick Ware racing uh, for race number one over there. Then I jump in the truck and I rip over to Flamborough 
to spot for Stadi in the APC race. Right. Then I rip back, sleep in the hotel for a couple hours, and uh, we have race number two at CTMP with Andrew Ranger, and uh, then jump back in the truck and come up to Sobble and hopefully make it for the features for the boss of the beach. Wow. Man, she's going to be a busy weekend it over on is. Labor Day. It is, and I need to mention this now. Uh, we haven't got that much time left in the show, but we do have a big, big race coming up at Sobble Speedway. Uh, it's coming up on the Labor Day weekend. It is called uh, the Boss of the Beach. It's for the Combined Fours, the United Eights. Uh, it is going to be a truly monstrous show. 5000 to win for the United Eights. $2,500 to win for, did I say $25 or $2,500 for the Combined Fours? Um, it, you know, if you're not there Saturday, it's okay because Sunday's a totally separate show. Uh, and it's going to all end with the Demolition Derby at the end of the night. And that'll cap Sobble Speedway's 2021 season. Uh, I tell you all this tonight, and I'd love to preview it uh, in depth. But we're not going to get an opportunity to do that. Uh, we are going to be uh, preempted next week here on the channel. Uh, the CFL is kicking in. And then, of course, the big Labor Day weekend comes up and it's always been an iconic cfl weekend um and the channel of course uh will be carrying live coverage so uh race time radio gonna step back for a couple of weeks uh but we will rejoin you again after the labor day weekend on the sunday night uh but we are going to be real busy i know junior you say you're going to be flying all over the place we're going to be super busy out at Sobble Speedway. Uh, there is so much uh, to take care of. Uh, there was a couple other things that I got to note right now. Uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers uh, w w with all of our Inside Track family, uh, Greg and uh, David, all, everybody there. Of course, we lost Rob Morton from Inside Track. Yes. Um, it, Rob was a great friend of Race Time Radio, uh, personally a good friend of ours, and uh, he's going to be sadly missed. Uh, but we definitely want to put our thoughts and prayers uh, to everybody at Inside Track. Uh, we're, we're all going to miss Rob. Yep. Uh, and he'd want us all to, you know, continue on and have great races. And that's about what uh, we're going to do. A true racer. A true racer. Yes. As well, uh, we got to pass along condolences to Matt Box uh, and, and his family. Uh, Gord Box, of course, uh, passed away as well. Um, that, uh, you know, definitely yes. felt deep. Uh, within within uh, Ontario racing and, and not just Ontario racing everywhere he's yeah. uh, uh, just a, he was a phenomenal guy and and uh, definitely thinking of uh, of the entire box family at yeah. this time and and uh, uh, for sure uh, he will be missed yeah when I had, when I got diagnosed with cancer a yes. few years ago Gord reached out you yep. know yep. and uh, he, he was a done to my guy I always look forward to sitting down with him at a racetrack we would be uh, you know, at Delaware Speedway or maybe Jucasa, Sowell. Yep. Uh, it didn't matter. Uh, I'd always catch up yep. with Matt Box's dad, and uh, we'd hang out and talk. And, yep. uh, great, great guy, and he's going to be definitely missed. Um, Irv, uh, another yes. guy right from Sobble Speedway. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Irv's gone, yep. and uh, his funeral's tomorrow. So the Sobble Speedway family yep. is, uh, you know, we got lots up here, too. So uh, just thoughts and prayers with everybody there. Uh, we got a lot of racing 
coming up Labor Day weekend. And, of course, next weekend, uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, and it's uh, because of a lot of great individuals For sure. that, uh, you know, all of us are one great big family. It doesn't matter whether you're uh, out in B.C. like Trev. I know we're going to try and get Trevor Seabird tonight. Uh, he won a race. Uh, Andrew Ranger, second. Then uh, the tables get flipped there. Andrew wins. Trevor goes second. Uh, we'll try and catch up with him again. And like I was saying, if it doesn't matter whether you're out in BC or whether you're out all the way out there with Mike James and Bob Smith and, you know, Patty Squires and Phil and all the good guys out in Newfoundland uh, and all points in between. We're all one big family uh, when you tie us all together. Uh, we're all joined by this game called racing. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. Uh, we got we got some big races coming up. Uh, we're getting down to the final strokes at Sobble Speedway. But uh, there's still lots of racing left in the province. Uh, you got to keep your eye on Quickwick. Yes. Just keep your eye on Quickwick. Just mark my words. Keep your eye on Quickwick. I can't tell you why because I don't know why. I haven't been told the whole story yet, but just keep your eye on Quickwick. Yep. I don't know uh, how else to There's... say that. Uh, all North, all North on Rev TV Canada, watch what is coming down the line with All North uh, on Rev TV Canada. You got, you, you're not going to believe what's coming up. You're just that, that, that's, uh, that's all I can say. Mike won't let me say anything else. You're not going to believe what's coming up. What is it? I can't tell you. You haven't told me yet. I know. I'm allowed to know. No, I can't tell if you. If you're allowed to know, I'm allowed to know. I'm a no. co-host. No, 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 no. I'll tell you as soon as we turn the mics off. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for not telling me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey. You're off one to thing, Quebec. Yeah. We're going. This This is the hell tour. Yeah. Everybody's been talking about it in the Pinty series since, uh, uh, you know, the 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 schedule launched. Uh, this is going to be uh, the Canadian version of a hell tour. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's two races. Well, three races in in one province in uh in in two days so it's going to be uh it's going to be off the charts we're racing icar yep icar on saturday uh on the 28th the 29th we race at autodrome chatier um i say that wrong it's valley junction quebec but valley uh, junction, quebec. i i try to that's it's a lot autodrome chatier autodrome chatier is yep. uh um you know, going to have a, a twin uh, 125s, I believe 125s or 150s. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, two points paying races back to back, similar to what we just seen at Sunset. Um, and uh, that's going to be one heck of a weekend. Of yeah. course, a road course and two oval races um, at at a very tough little joint. Uh, Chaudier is no joke. It's going to be uh, she's going to be a, a, a barn burner of a race at both events. Um, a sh- true short track road course and a true short track oval. TSN.ca yes. for live coverage. Yep, and it, for our U.S. listeners, it'll be on NBC Track Pass, um, uh, streamed live in the U.S. Uh, and then as well, it'll be rebroadcast on TSN. Um, uh, you know the the following weeks um, right. coming right. up, and uh, yeah, just going to be a, a heck of a a, a group of racing um, between this weekend and and uh, Labor Day. I should mention on the you you did touch on it the boss of the beach five grand 2500 to win uh, on the sunday the saturday night uh, if you race at sobel on the fourth um uh, the winner of that show will get the pull for the boss of the beach 
So the winner of the United Eight race, the the winner of the combined four race, uh, winner will get the pole along Ooh. with a full payout um, uh, yeah. for for the Saturday night show. Thousand so, to win, five hundred exactly. to win. Exactly. Yeah. So dynamite uh, the, stuff. You got a chance to six grand for the United Eights <laughs> in in uh, as little imagine? as one hundred and ten laps. Wow, so, um, man. It, Go get it. It's going to be interesting. You want to believe it. But that, my friends, is going to do it for Junior and I here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, Got to thank Scotty in Toronto. Got to thank Susie Q right here for hooking us up with all of our guests tonight. And we obviously have to thank you for tuning in to Race Time Radio each and every week, Saturday or Sunday, Saturday, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, just one last quick reminder we will be preempted next Sunday night and the Sunday night of the Labor Day long weekend, but we will return after the Sunday of Labor Day. Uh, Junior and I will be back, and we'll have all kinds to cover off as we go uh, into the fall season and uh, the championships and our night with champions and you name it. Man, we got so much to look forward to, but... Thank you all for tuning in to Race Time Radio. Have a safe week, everybody. Junior, you guys be safe going to Quebec. Uh, to all the race teams, travel well. Everybody be safe, and we will catch you next time right here on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.